All right. Welcome to the Popcorn Corner. As of recording this podcast, it was unnamed. We came up with that name after we finished recording. So what you're going to hear is the uh, proof of concept for the podcast that me and Noble decided to do. We'll be reviewing movies. We'll be talking about them. And we're still trying to nail down our structure. So uh, until we do, welcome and I hope you enjoy. Recently, we saw the movie The Creator and had some thoughts about uh, the deeper message implied by the movie. Is the protagonist and the creator correct to betray the American military and stop the bombs from ending AI and also many people's lives? All right, my wife let out the dog and uh, I heard her barking. All right. All right, Noble. Let's give it a try. Cool. So recent. Uh, okay. <laughs> Take yeah. another go at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey. In the movie The Creator, we see the protagonist at the end betray the American military to stop the bombs from killing innocent civilians, but also AI. Hmm. By the end of the movie, we learn that the AI is actually sentient. Was the protagonist? Were the protagonist's actions justified in the movie? Um, That's a really good question. First of all, tell me your name. Who are you? Hi, I'm Noble. Awesome. Who are you? I'm Sean. And we are the Film Bros. (laughs) (laughs) We're something like that. All right. Um, So, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is really interesting. So we were in South Africa with a mission trip, and I said that I wanted to... uh, well, we just started talking about a movie and we started giving our opinions and I said we should do a movie podcast. That's right. So that's what this is. Um, yeah. The movie, The Creator. Um, we, uh, yeah, it, the movie, The Creator, it just addresses a lot of themes that um, are in line with the bigger questions that people ask, especially about the emergence of AI um, and the direction our society is going. Um, and also, yeah, the... Is it right to kill a robot? Do androids dream of electric electric sheep? Hello again. It's me, Sean. At this point in the recording, things start to fall apart. My baby starts to wake up and we had a surprise visitor. We had a friend come visit us who poked his head in that we said hi to. Um, yeah, from here on out, you know, the dogs start barking, the, the baby starts squealing, but please just bear with us and... Uh, next time we record, we're going to be a little bit more secluded. That's maybe not the right word to use. We're going to have an actual set set up so that this isn't as much of an issue. Well, enjoy. Okay. And then we have until Griffith starts crying. Right now he's playing with the shoe. Great. Awesome. So, oh, hello, buddy. Get <laughs> yep, I gotcha. So in the movie, The Creator, the main plot is there's an artificial intelligence that um, has taken over the world. That's not true at all. All right. Give or take. Well, it was going to, it sounds like from the movie, what the movie said, it was going to take over. And then the war got to a point where. Yes. So after humans and robots integrate, 
into society. Um, things are going well at first until the artificial intelligence detonates a nuclear warhead over Los Angeles, California. In response, the Western nations wage war against AI to prevent humanity's extinction. They're being resisted by people of the so-called New Asia who continue to embrace AI in Southeast Asia. The military seeks to assassinate Nirmata, a mysterious chief architect behind the AI advancements. The USS Nomad, which is the North American Orbital Mobile Aerospace Defense, is developed as an advanced space station capable of launching destructive attacks from orbit. But it's really funny because the Nomad in the um, really funny because the Nomad in the film is not even really in outer space mm -hmm. until the end of the movie. It's only kind of orbiting. It's only kind of orbiting the planet when the plot needs it to. Um, right, which is funny because um, it's it's supposed to be in space, but you could also hit it theoretically with like a missile. Well, yeah, it was weird. It, it looked like it was going right above the mountains almost. <laughs> yeah. You can see it right above the clouds in the in the film several times. Uh, the main character, his name is Josh Taylor or Joshua. Um, I'm just call him the protagonist. Uh, is an un undercover. He's an undercover operative. Um, I'm pretty sure that's Denzel Washington's son. Oh, uh, in the movie, that makes sense. I think he's also the main character in Tenet. So he, he is did. the protagonist. That's why I want to call him the protagonist. He had more that's arms than Tenet. Yeah, um, I I'm surprised that the arm didn't come more into play because he's a one armed protagonist. He kept having to click his arm in. Oh, I forgot. And about I think that. that served well to show that like science had gotten to a point where robots were integrated with people. But um, I don't know. It seemed like that. It it seemed like a like a smoking gun or like a like a Chekhov's gun. Like it needed to come back, and they never really used it in anything else. Well, so it's actually really funny if you think about it. So the, the whole movie is about like, is the AI, are the robots really helping us? Um, but the main character has an, has an arm that's robotic with advanced technology. So without the development of the robots, he wouldn't have an arm. Right. It's like funny because he's already benefiting from the AI. Mm -hmm. So I think that that shows that well. But then they took the opportunity to show in a lot of other scenes that they had. They showed a lot of scenes with him without the arm. And I assumed it would get to a point where like... <laughs> They did an EMP that knocked out all the robots, and then he would have trouble because he was part robot. Yeah, it's interesting. He's kind of like Darth Vader. Mm. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so basically what happens is the, the protagonist uh, goes undercover in order to get to know Nirmada's daughter, who he ends up marrying and having a baby with. Um, and she's pregnant when the Americans decide to do a, a mission to find Nirmata. But they spring the mission too early. And basically, she realizes that her husband is an undercover agent for the enemy, for, the, for America. She's with New Asia. And she basically runs away and doesn't believe that he really loves her. And then there's this scene where they all get in these boats and they run out to sea. And then the Nomad platform pops up or out of the sky and blows up all of the New Asians. Which you think that in which she, it seems like she just dies. Now somehow she survives this attack, but it's funny because the movie actually doesn't explain how um, she just survives somehow. Just kind of left up to your imagination how. Um, yeah, 
the Nomad platform in the movie is really cool. Like it has these lights that come down and like blows up the mm. enemy. It's just like really OP. <laughs> um, that I had a I uh, the lights were really cool, but I was trying to figure out what they were a reference to. Like they were some type of site. Um, it doesn't really explain what they do either. It's just like a cool effect. Yeah, what the lasers actually do right. to to target the missiles. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not really. It's explained. like scientific mumbo jumbo. They look really cool, but. It does look really cool. I mean, it's it's interesting to see fresh things in sci-fi, uh, like fresh ideas and visuals when there's so much sci-fi uh, mm-hmm. jamming our senses these mm-hmm. days. Uh, you keep talking. I'm going to go grab Griffin. I'll bring him out here and then we keep, All right. keep going. Cool. You keep summing up. I'll be right back. All or right, we can buddy. take a pause. Daily's choice. Uh, no, well, let's keep going. But can you yeah. put him out? Right. Yeah, of course. I'll take Daily outside. <laughs> what, you're not a dog person? Hey, buddy. Look at how small and cute she is. <laughs> hey buddy alright daily kicks yoink um, <laughs> so it's really interesting so um, basically okay so basically then um, after he thinks his wife dies five years later they recruit him again for a mission to go find Nermata who they still haven't found because Nermata has seemingly invented, Nermata has invented super weapon, which is going to destroy the Nomad, the really cool space station. So they go on the secret mission and they have a strike team and they go in. Um, but then there's this interesting part where in order to find the location of the underground base, the opening, he, uh, not the protagonist, but the leader of the military grabs a dog and aims a gun at the dog. And says he's going to kill the dog to a little kid. And the little kid is so distressed that uh, he or she, I forget, like points out the opening for the secret underground base. And then the military gets in. They go down there and they start shooting scientists. They just kill them all, which it's kind of jarring because they're wearing these white lab coats. And there's blood patches from all of the gunshot wounds. And (laughs) there's even this funny part where... um, He's knocking on the door and uh, he's like the, the, to the scientists inside. He's like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, let us in. And they literally just shot all the scientists. They're like, hey, let us in so we can shoot you. And obviously the scientists are like, heck no, we're not going to let you in. But eventually they kind of get in and then they find this little child. So they find a robot child, like an AI child. See, the thing that is the AIs in this movie look like people. But the people they look like donated their visage, their likeness, to put onto the robot bodies. So you can have multiple AIs looking like the same person, which you do see that a couple times in the movie. There's even an AI robot who looks like his wife. Uh, She used her own likeness to imprint on different AIs. Um, Yeah. Um, It's an interesting way that in the movie they're able to reuse the same actor for multiple roles. so anyway, the protagonist, he finds this little child. He gets confused. Uh, the protagonist gets shot. The little child runs away to the surface and he pursues after them. The mission goes south a little bit. And basically the police show up and then some more militarized police. And they basically get most of the American team and capture either. Cap- they get most of the American team and they're either captured or killed. And, um, yeah, that's what happens. Um, 
I'm going to welcome our newest star to the, to the YouTube team. Uh, welcome our uh, guest. Griffin. Our uh, resident guestpert. This is Griffin. Griffin, can you say hi? Hello. Hello. Griffin, hi. Hi. Hello. Hey. He's still waking up. He had a rough wake up from his nap. Yeah, I don't think he got to sleep. Normally Griffin. he gets a solid two hours and he got maybe an hour. Griffin's so, actually we'll uh, Griffin's actually an expert in AI. Yes, he is. He is an um, AI himself. Um, That's yes. not true. Um, Griffin, are you an yeah. AI? I think he said nah. yes. He said yeah. Nah. Um, so Noble, now that you've recapped the entire movie, what do you think about it? What was your What was your gut? Well, what did your gut say about the movie? Did you like it when you first saw it, or was it kind of? I really like the visuals and the action. It was a very interesting story, but there was something that there was something that really kind of bothers you in the movie, which it's basically this idea of should they kill this little child? Mm-hmm. Um, basically. Basically, the the protagonist is caught in a moral dilemma. Should he shoot this child? Excuse me. Let me restart that. Yeah. the The main thing is the protagonist is caught in this moral dilemma. <laughs> should he shoot this little child and save the world, mm-hmm. or should he let the child live? But the child is not even a child; it's a robot, right? With an AI. The big question in the movie is: Are these AIs actually sentient? And I think from the from the outside of the movie, it's not quite fair to people. I think it gives um, it gives a little bit of a skewed view. As soon as That's you see right. uh, in the beginning of the movie, there's a there's a part where he meets the soldiers that he's going to go into this battle with, or he needs to go recover Yarmata. Nirmata. Nirmata. And, um, and the team that he has is a bunch of rough and rowdy soldiers. And there's like. Um, there's uh, one soldier with red hair and he's immediately very aggressive. He's very rude. He's very pushy. And the, uh, the general or the, the commanding officer that he meets with originally too, Mm -hmm. he talks like this and he's really, you know, he's a jerk. Yeah. These Americans are a bad ass kind of group. Right. Not great. So, uh, from the outset, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I know what type of movie this is. Yes. It's very clear what the movie wants you to think. Yeah, it kind of confuses the audience because. Oh, hey, Griffin. Sorry. (laughs) It's funny. It kind of confuses the audience because the movie tries to make you think that AIs are just robots at first and that they caused a nuclear bomb. But then there's a big reveal in the movie where um, the AIs didn't cause the bomb. It was human error that caused the bombing of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. You also learn by the end of the movie that the AIs are sentient. But they're like people. I think it'd be a really interesting movie if there was an argument for both sides. If there was an argument that AI were better than people and people were better than AI. Um, yeah. I feel like by the end of the movie, it's very clear, though, that the the people you should be rooting for is the AI. That people are... Or at least that's what the movie's trying to make you think. Yeah. I think it's morally ambiguous. I actually don't... I'm not super convinced about the premise of the movie. And here's here's what I mean is like... The movie's trying to convince you that, oh, actually, the Americans are wrong and these AI are sentient and they're really killing people by killing the AI. But it does leave you the question that could the AI really take over? Like, are if they're really more powerful than people, is this dangerous? There's a lot of questions the movie doesn't address mm-hmm. um, as to why it might actually be good to stop the AI. Um, and also, I think the general public doesn't really understand that they are sentient. So it leaves like a moral quandary for the people in the movie. Um, would people support the war if they knew that AI were sentient? 
Um, because even in real life, we wage war sometimes, or countries do, against people who are sentient, you know, and they're willing to kill them if they think they're bad. So the real question, I think, too, is like, are the AI friendly? I think that comes down to the core of the uh, the the very end of the movie. You find out that humans have been lying about the bomb that went off, and that's been the crux of what they're fighting against. They say the AI bombed us all out, almost to the point of extinction, so we need to fight back against that. That's like the hingepin of their argument. And it comes out at the end that the AI didn't even do that. So the question is, what did the AI do to deserve this type of, you know, persecution from? People? That's right. And but the other thing, there's questions like for people, they don't choose to be born, but also the AI doesn't choose to exist. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually something the movie's getting at. So the movie's called the creator, <laughs> right? And the creator of the AI is our people. Mm -hmm. Maybe even Nermata created the first AI. I'm not really sure. I don't remember that from the movie, but. Um, the question is, you know, does something that didn't choose to be alive get deserve to live? Mm -hmm. So the other, my other question though, is they could stop, they could choose to stop making AIs. That's another, that, that kind of dovetails into the two things I was going to say next. Yeah. You also have mm -hmm. questions like, do these AIs live forever? So like mm -hmm. people will die, but AIs, if they're robots, like for example, C-3PO in the Star Wars is still alive by the end of the ninth movie mm -hmm. <laughs> or something. So it's like, well, while these robot bodies can live forever, people can't. Mm -hmm. But it goes good to the question. It's like, why do people have to die in the first place? And the, the answer is because, well, at, at least in the Bible, is because of sin. Right? It's like our first human parents, Adam and Eve, the first created beings, um, they sinned against God and thus couldn't live forever in the Garden of Eden anymore. And they were cast out and everyone has to die and then comes judgment. But if you're an AI, if you're a sentient AI, um, do you have to face the same same type of moral judgment from God? It does leave the question of how can something be good or bad outside of, of well, God? Theoretically, if we, uh, you know, if we are made by God, is it possible that we become better than God? I would argue no, that if we're created by, uh, if, if, you know, if you make something, there's no way that the thing you make can be smarter than you. It can be faster. It can be, all these things, but it can't be more human. It can't be, um, you know, I can't teach a kid something that I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, so with the AI, well, it, it strikes me as kind of interesting that the entire movie, was there a bad AI? Well, we see in the movie, it kind of seems like there's nothing, there is no bad in them. They're only good. They're even mm -hmm. better than people. Which, which almost is, as if sin is yeah. programmed out. Right. Which means maybe they are better and should take over. <laughs> but but no, you've got a point. And if they do program out sin to the point where they don't have that in them, like who's making that call? Are the people who are programming them? Yeah, it leaves you with a lot of moral questions, which I think was the point of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it's actually a theme in the movie. Um, and it does play into real life because we're developing more and more advanced robots. People ask the same questions asked in the movie all the time. So while we're talking about the movie, we're also talking about real life simultaneously. Um, the movie, there's a big, there's a big part of the movie is this moral quandary. This is actually the best part of the movie is um, the protagonist, who's a human, says that he's not going to go to heaven in the movie. And the little child who's a robot says, why are you not going to go to heaven? And the protagonist says, heaven is a place only good people can go. And he said, he said, and the protagonist says, I'm not, and I'm, 
Sorry, you dropped this shoe. <laughs> Would you mind picking that up for us, um, Noble? <laughs> Thank you. But, um, the protagonist says, uh, he says, I can't go to heaven because I'm not a good person. And to which the AI says, and I can't go to heaven because I'm not a person. Which was really, <laughs> it was really cute. It was really deep. And then at the end, the Americans win, capture the AI. Seemingly, at first, the Americans are winning. And the protagonist goes to end the AI's life and the little child who's the robot of destruction and end its life. And the child is crying, but understands what has to happen at the same time. And he takes an EMP gun and holds it to the child. And the, the child says, am I going to go to heaven? Right before he's about to clock him out. And uh, uh, it's this really jarring moment. And then he kill, seemingly kills the AI. He just fakes. It's just a fake out. He pretends to kill the AI, but lets they let it live. Um, so the movie can go on. Um, I actually would have thought. Okay. I actually would have thought it would have been a better movie if he had clocked him off. Right really? There. Yes. No. Uh, because it would just leave the moral questions unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a cool finale where they blow the space station up. And I almost think, though, it would be better. This sounds crazy. I'm not sound crazy. But if it was one of those movies, and there are these movies where they don't really tell you what happens, mm-hmm. like at the end, because as if <laughs> I feel like the main conflict between destroying the Nomad station is in the background. It's not the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think the moral questions that the movie brings up are more important mm-hmm. and have more to say are more interesting than oh, the guys with guns are able to do the thing on the mission. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of the direction, too, that the movie takes. It it works up to it slowly. I feel like the first half of the movie, um, almost nothing happens. It kind of introduces all the characters and all their struggles and having to blow up the Nomad or having to stop the Nomad from getting blown up um, was something that was introduced maybe halfway through the movie. And uh, it's kind of the crux of... <laughs> I'm sorry, my son yeah. is being. You want movie, me to push you on? Uh, <laughs> the movie's kind of in three parts. I think it even has titles. Like, yeah, it does. There's it, title yeah. one, title two, and title three. Mm-hmm. So there's three acts mm-hmm. in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the third act is the weakest, in my opinion. I think the first act is weakest. <laughs> I thought I disagree. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, what? Why do you think that? Um. It seems like it ramps up kind of slow. It spends a lot of time introducing the characters. Um, I think that there's a lot of dead space in the beginning of the movie that could be filled in with plot. Mm. Yes. I think it's interesting, but I think the, the fight scene and when Nomad is introduced and the visuals are really cool. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. But using good visuals, there's a lot of, uh, you know, in the best movies, in in one one movie that sticks out to me is Pirates of the Caribbean. Whenever they introduce a character, they don't just introduce the character and watch the character discuss life with his brother, or they don't have him... It doesn't just be show one thing. and then not explain. Right. They, like, like Rebel Moon. Right. They introduce a character, and they have him do an action that moves the plot along, and they have him meet somebody else. They introduce two characters at once, or they, they further the plot while discussing something else. Um, I think a lot of times... I think a lot of times... In the beginning of the movie, people were just, uh, 
Hey, Griffin. Hey, Griffin. How are you today? What's up, dude? I think in the beginning of the movie, people are introduced kind of slowly. Uh, and I think that there's a little bit of dead space there where. Uh, yes. I, I saw the movie a little bit too long ago to. No, don't say that. <laughs> um, we'll cut that part out. But um, also, if Griffin's like talking over you, try to like wh- restart. Yeah. Just in, yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to clean it up. Probably not. So, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think in the in the end, it's really interesting. Well, I'll say one more aspect to address. Mm-hmm. Is so there's this really <clears throat> one sec, Griffin. It's okay. Okay, the religion in the movie is very interesting. So it mentions heaven and hell, but it has this very East Asia Buddhist influence. There are some robots that are Buddhist monks yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a robot might make a better Buddhist monk than a person. Um, I mean, that's the whole point of, of Buddhism, right? That you, uh, it's that when you have no positive and no negative karma or influence on the world, that's when you reach. Yeah. I think that the Buddhist philosophy is, you know, I'm coming from a place where I, I see it as ultimately flawed because it, um, can't solve the evil inside people's hearts. But if you're a robot, then it's already solved, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't even have a heart. Right. But, um, you're more a reflection of the people who created you or your creator. Yeah. No, it's interesting. So in the film, um, there's definitely this Buddhist religious theme. And I think that's really cool. I have no problem with that. Like it's such a, there's some cool visuals and the setting of East Asia is very interesting to it is interesting. conflict with the, with the robots. Um, it's just really cool movie in, in general, but mm-hmm. um, this, this, uh, this may not have no basis, but something that stuck out to me too. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you if you're on your way to make a point. No, but, go ahead. Um, right now in our political climate, a lot of people are scared of China. A lot of people are scared of Asia, and it was an interesting. It was interesting to make all the Americans like angry bad guys, and all the Asian people, all the Chinese people. They were all morally, all morally positive. Yes. Or at least like less more moral less morally negative, if 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 morally positive. I mean, I can't think of a single character that it was kind of black and white almost. <laughs> I think it was, but you also how do I put this? They have their own agenda. Yeah. In the film, uh, I can't remember what it was though. I feel like it was just to perpetuate AI. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which the movie at first in the first act frames as a bad thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So one other thing that's really interesting is there's this part where the robe a robe there's this part where an AI is explaining about the secret weapon that Nirmata is developing. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining it to a group of children. And the main child from the movie who's the robot. The main child from the movie who's the robot is sitting there learning almost like they're in Sunday school mm-hmm. uh, about a messiah that's going to come and save them all mm-hmm. and bring in the new order. Right. Um, the child happens to be that messiah that's in the that, that that's that he's talking about. Um, but it also it's interesting. It's you know they believe that this paradise on earth, this kind of a messiah, will bring in a king, the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, basically like Jesus does in real life. Right, a child was born. Yeah, and that changes everything. <clears throat> it's interesting in the movie. The movie kind of presents the child like this messiah, and also gives it magic. 
it also gives it magic powers. The child is so powerful, it can control any technology, robot. And basically, the child's goal is to take Nomad out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is interesting, too. This is something that I don't think was very... Griffin? This is something I don't think was very well explained by the movie, either, that the child has these magical powers to control any anything electronic. And from the beginning, the child was using these powers to... They would, the child would stop traffic and... Um, save the protagonist save the several protagonist. times. Uh, but it seemed... It seemed like when they met the child, child had complete control over it. But as the movie progressed, it seemed like the child kind of lost this control over it and uh, wouldn't step in to save the protagonist. Well, I think that danger. Yeah, I think that the the child's worldview changes after he learns more about his created purpose. He Mm -hmm. wants to go more toward that rather than the purpose of just saving himself or his new friend. Yeah, he wants to fulfill his mission to Mm -hmm. ultimately save the robot warriors that's really interesting that's true yeah um and that in the movie also does a mechanism just like in like i don't know avatar the last airbender where (laughs) at first he doesn't have he just has a little bit of power and then he starts growing in power and power Mm -hmm. because if he started out with all that power there'd be no movie he'd Mm -hmm. just be too powerful and right and it wouldn't be as interesting Mm -hmm. it's like if the it's like if the animated avatar series started out with ang being so powerful as he is at the end Mm -hmm. He would just defeat the bad guys. Instantly. Right. Um, I'm going to go see if my mom will hang on to Griffin for a few minutes. Okay. What do you think? Sure. I think we're almost done anyway. Okay. In so that like, case, we just we'll just ride it out. Yeah. Um, let's just do like yeah, a few more minutes. Yeah, sure. I'm good with that. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, you know, um, I think this, let me, I just in conclusion, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, is there really a hope for the future? So in conclusion, it's like, is there really a hope for the future? Um, is AI going to take over mm-hmm. and kill us all? Um, is it going to take our jobs? What do you think? I think that AI is a reflection of humanity. And uh, that's that's all that it is. And if we're scared of AI, we need to have people. We need to have... If we're... Uh, if we're square, scared of the direction it's moving in, we need to have good people do it. We need to have Christians in tech. And right now, I think it's underrepresented. I think right now, it's it's very heavily skewed. Um, I think as far as the movie goes, um, I I don't know. I just wasn't blown away by the movie. I think it it <laughs> raises a lot of questions and it, it it cops out in a few different areas. And uh, yeah, I think at the end it falls short of its potential. I think it was for, as a movie goes, it's very entertaining and cool it's very visuals. entertaining. The visuals are fantastic. <laughs> But they're very, uh, they're very fluffy, and I think they're put in front of uh, like plot progression. Yeah, I think if you like movies, you like sci-fi, you like robots, it, you you'll love you would love the creator if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it gives you a lot of Rogue One vibes as well. I think it was directed by someone similar. Something. I think like it was that. the same director. Maybe the same. I'm director. not sure. Um, yeah, and it has the the protagonist from Tenet. That's my favorite. That's probably my favorite movie. I need to watch it. You haven't even seen it. I haven't even seen it. Um, <laughs> we'll have to do that one next. Um, let me think. Let's see a good concluding thought. Um, you know, it's interesting, Sean, what you just said. Um, I think that robots will only be as good as the people who make them. And so at the end, you know, you mentioned, oops, you mentioned about good people being in tech. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Christians maybe are supposed to be more righteous, but 
The truth is, like, whether you're a Christian, whether you're not, you know, there's still evil in our hearts. Well, right. And, and I think the, sorry, continue. And kind of, I was yeah. just going to say, like, what the gospel is, mm-hmm. is just like, there's evil in our hearts, whether we're Christians, not Christians, good people, bad people. Um, hopefully God makes us into better people as we become more like Christ. Um, but at the end of the day, I think AI story will be down to our, will be at the end of the day. I think AI story will be our story. I think if we're trying to, the, to try and help clarify the point, I think that I was trying to make is, um, yeah, if we're talking about the AI in the movie, it seems like a lot of the evil in their hearts has been removed or it's been omitted. Yeah. From their coach. My question is, really? who, yeah, my, my question is who makes that decision? Because, uh, you know, unless you have a perfect understanding of the human heart, uh, it's very difficult to remove something that's not vital to who we are. Um, if you remove Griffin, he's getting wiggly. <laughs> um, if you if if you put in a perfect sense of justice, mm. the AI might kill you because you are unjust. Are unjust. <laughs> yeah. And if you remove the AI's ability to kill. Then you have, you know, a group of people that is unable to make a change in the world because they're unwilling to fight for anything. So mm-hmm. my question is, who makes that decision? Because as far as the movie goes, they have what seems like a perfect set of people. AI is is very good. They don't do anything negative throughout the course of the whole movie, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just very interesting that that was. Um, yeah. Contrast that with the robots from Interstellar. Yeah. You know, those robots were. Am I probably the coolest robots I've ever seen mm. in sci-fi? But mm. at the end of the day, they weren't truly sentient in mm. the way people are. Right. And they make a point to show that. They make a point to make the robots fallible. They show them damaged and they show them not being able to make their own decisions. They yeah. have to do what the humans tell them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the ro- those robots were like sacrificed themselves to save the mm. mission and they didn't feel bad about it because mm. they weren't sentient, mm-hmm. which does leave this moral quandary. It's, you know, one of the biggest things when watching Star Wars is you watch the, all these robots are like, are they sentient? Are they not? Mm-hmm. A big one is like the droids from the prequels. Yep. It's like those droids, they just kill them like impassionately. Think, but right. And I think that lends itself to sentient sometimes. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I think that that lends itself very well. <laughs> it might have. You can't record over a certain amount of time on some cameras. All right, let's let's bring it to let's bring it to a head. <laughs> right, so I think that in Star Wars, it's uh, it really does the plot a service. It it helps the franchise because it's it's an interesting quandary that they're killing these things that might have sentience, and it's kind of more of a moral argument. Like it almost doesn't matter if they're sentient or not. They were created and they're taken away, and that's the process. Yeah. So again, it's these questions of like, can AI truly be sentient? You know, can humans make it something that is? Some would argue no. And I, I would argue that's why I'm not as much a fan of this movie. The movie makes it very clear. Yes, they are sentient. And yes, they are a more perfect reflection of humanity than humanity itself. Yeah. And so it kind of has this message of like, humanity is the bat is the villain. And we're sort of getting, we're, we're getting rid of the, the final solution of getting rid of evil. Mm-hmm you know, is to make something that's even better than people, mm-hmm. which I don't think we'll ever actually do. 
mm-hmm. you know, it, but it's fun to imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's fun to imagine what the implications of that might be. I think it makes it a cool movie, but I think ultimately it's, the worldview is flawed. Yeah, it's saying that we can save ourselves. The best way to create a perfect humanity is for us to make one. Yes. It doesn't address this question, but what if, it doesn't address the question. The biggest follow-up question with the movie would be, well, what happens in 50 years from the events of the movie? Mm-hmm. You know, does AI really take over? Can they, is, in the movie wants to suggest that the AIs and humans can live peacefully together. Mm-hmm. Is that real? Would it really happen in this world? Would they create an idyllic society? And it seems like what the movie would presuppose is if we let AI take over, they would just live forever, create a perfect society where uh, nobody died. The AIs created an orphanage, given their own given their own uh, freedom, they took in children that needed help. Um, so the implication the implication is that uh, if given the freedom, the AI would create a great structure where nobody was nobody was taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because at the end of the day, even if the AIs even if the AIs were robots that didn't do anything wrong, people who did something wrong would exploit the AIs mm-hmm. in order to do something wrong. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I don't think people can be their own savior. They need God to save them at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Need Jesus Christ. And that's why God sent his son into the world to be the Messiah. Um, and that ultimately will be saved through him. Mm-hmm. No amount of trying is going to make us able to save ourselves. Yeah. And I don't think technology will ever solve the problem of evil in the human heart. And I don't think that's where the movie sort of gets it wrong. <clears throat> um, but yeah. Also, one more thing I'll comment on <laughs> in the movie. He says that he's not a good person, so he can't go to heaven. Well, the truth is um, if everyone was judged by, let me rephrase that. The truth is if everyone was judged by that standard, none of us would go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Good people don't go to heaven. <laughs> Whoops, let me restart it. Good, ultimately, good people don't go to heaven because no one is good. It says in the Bible, no, not one. It says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace. So we need God's grace to justify us. And that's why God doesn't, that's why God doesn't measure. Maybe I'll get this good. And that's why God doesn't, that's why God doesn't judge us by our works. Judges us by the cross of Christ and Jesus' blood. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> All right. Boxes have socks. Box, socks, box, knocks. That goes pretty hard. What do you think? In our next episode, we need to review tennis. <laughs> I think we need to take a swing at a less esoteric. Griffin, should we do I tenet? think we need to take a swing at a less esoteric movie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I would love to. I would love to. I'm reading your book, dude. I would love to uh, review a movie that. A movie that had had less going on. Right. Just the just the uh, just the title creator evokes, you know, the idea that it's going to be an esoteric movie on. I wish that there was more of a moral quandary in it. I wish that it was more of a more of a conversation and less of a um, less of a one sided argument that humanity's bad AI is good and it shows the progression of this protagonist. Yeah. Um, I it think it would be, really, uh, it be really cool to 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 watch a movie 
uh, that has none of that esotericness. Maybe from a few years ago and see what Hollywood thought. You know what the. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, please like and comment and subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> right. uh, next time we do this, there will be a lot less babies. There will be a lot less. I want you to comment if you want to see more of Griffin. Yeah, if you want Griffin on here more, absolutely. Or if you want dogs. Mail me a letter. Send me a text. If you want to help our, if you want to help our channel, please leave us a comment mm. and click the like button and subscribe and ring the bell. Absolutely. If you want to see Noble holding a dog in each arm next time. We can make that happen. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say one more, one more clip, or like one more bit, just to see yeah, if we get a good please. one. If you want to help support our channel, <laughs> no, I didn't show you. <laughs> if you want to help support our, if you want to help support our channel, please leave us a comment below and reply to somebody else's comment. It's like when your teacher asks you to reply to one of the other posts. Also, like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, and send us, sign up, like, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, send us mail, carrier pigeons, AI, please, uh, please, please go to, please, I want to say, I thought something funny, there. please go to chat, please go to chat GPD, and Ask chat GPT to write a comment on our video and copy and paste that into our comments. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I love and, it. And uh, yeah, comment what you like to see. All right. I said a lot of stuff. All right. So clip it. We'll use it. Clip it. Awesome. All Great right. job, Noble. Um, One more thing. Yeah. So most of what we said, I'll put this. When we edit this, I say just send it. Uh, even if he's crying over top, I'm not going to edit it too much. Just go for it. Yeah, yeah, but for the like the length. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just like try to. We need to like make it as short as possible. 100. percent I think so 30 minutes would be great. Space. <laughs> and like, I also said we. I also said like the same thing more than one time. So like, we have different takes, so to speak, to go through. For sure. We'll have some bloopers at the end. Of course. Some funny Griffin bloopers might be fun. Like might be entertaining. 